You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Final hour on this Monday, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Our best and worst of the weekend. More of your phone calls. Will Farrell will stop by a little bit later on. The uh, headlines, Don Shula, the great patriarch of the Miami Dolphins, has passed away at the age of 90. Andy Dalton signs with the Dallas Cowboys. The NFL is going to have their schedule release released on time coming up next weekend. And the NBA looking at a delayed start to next season. I think if you're able to get the playoffs, you're going to have to have a few regular season games. This is if it happens. You're going to have a few regular season games. And then you go into the postseason. May not be the best of seven. Maybe a best of three to start. Maybe a best of five. Then a best of seven. But... From what I was told over the weekend, probably then you would start the season next year around Christmas time. Now, these are just things that are being thrown out. These are people who are involved in conversations here, and it feels like everything is on the table. But uh, those are just some of the headlines here. I was telling Paulie, I'm uh, paying somebody to redo a 1973 RS Porsche, and I had settled on this color, stone gray. And all of a sudden, over the weekend... I changed it. See, I really liked your stone gray idea when you told me about it a couple months ago because you see Porsches and there's a lot of red and black and yeah. and you don't. that's an original color. It's cool. It is. It looks beautiful. And we only started to paint a little bit of the car, like uh, inside where the, uh, the, the engine is. Uh, we, we pulled the engine and painted just a little bit. And I said to the guy who's doing all the work, I said, you know what? I want to change the color. And he said, what do you want to go with? And I said, Viper Green. What is, what is Viper Green? Well, if you Google Viper Green. Now, the thing that I don't like about it is that it's a notice me color. It's like the guy who has the red Ferrari. Like, this is Viper Green, and this is, here it comes. Yeah, Paul. Viper Green, to put it in perspective for people listening, would be like the color of a popsicle. Like, you took it out of the can. It's bright green it's yeah. not forest green it's not no nope. it's it's closer like a, a limey green. yeah it's it's viper green so i'm redoing a 1973 r oh paulie gave the <laughs> thumbs down to viper green i, I hate to t- tell you this dan i don't know it's okay it's okay i i it's pretty stunning on a porsche but uh have you guys did you guys google viper green seat and you're giggling well, not to rain on anyone's parade here, but so far I think you're 0 for 2 on the Okay, <laughs> all right, all right. Yes, Paul? I, I did find a picture of one, and I see a done one, and it has a kind of 70s cool Brad Pitt would be driving it in yeah. that movie with Tarantino. Once well, Upon a Time. Yeah, he might yeah. be driving in that movie. All right. yeah. Maybe. So I'm, eh. Okay. McLovin? Uh, it'd be cool. Are you going to add a big like decal logo of a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle <laughs> wow. on the side, too? Okay, all right. Wow. Oh, wow. Shots fired. Got it. Uh, no, it's super cool. I'm just, I think it's just a, like a Gone in 60 Seconds, Fast and Furious inspiration. Yeah. Because they have a lot of those. Well, I do love both of those movies. I love the Fast and Furious franchise, and I love Gone in 60 Seconds. Oh, Mr. Car Guy Todd. <laughs> I'm all in on the Viper. You may change your mind now because that I'm in. Oh, I don't care about the front row. <laughs> no, no. They, but, they can but have there's, their already, there's already a certain amount of attention attached to uh, look at me. I have a Porsche, so you might as well go all in and go with a wacky color to uh, to get even more attention on. I don't know if it's wacky. Wacky is a tough word. I don't know if it's wack. Wacky in a good way. Wacky. Mm, wah, wah. Uh, no. Wacky in a wacky good way. Like, wacky like wild throw caution to the wind. Just horrendous in a good way. <laughs> putrid, but in a good way. <laughs> wacky and putrid and horrendous are not synonyms. Thank you, Todd. Thank you. 
Have you committed to this color? I haven't. We haven't bought the paint yet. God, that gray sounded so nice. It's stone gray. Mm-hmm. I know. And it's not a midlife crisis. I already went through that. And and this paint isn't cheap. You know, like this no. pink cult. Not you know, it's, no, it's viper green, baby. Yeah. Come get some. And and a, got houndstooth uh, interior, black and white, with the insert of the seats and. Uh, you mean like Alabama, like Bear Bryant? But black and white. Oh. oh. Yeah. And then the, the Porsche decal on the side is is black. Yeah, it's Viper Green. In fact, if you're watching on uh, YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show, inside the Bengals helmet. Now, see that color? The next color, Polly. that's Viper Green inside Andy Dalton's helmet right there. If you're not watching, then you have no idea what the hell I'm talking about. Okay. So there you have it. We'll keep people updated. Viper, well, I told people I would that it's it's Viper Green. It's a 73 RS. For gearheads out there, they're going to understand it. They'll appreciate it. And they'll say, all right, that's badass, man. Badass. All right, let's go around the room. Best and worst of the weekend. Uh, I'm going to start with Todd. The wacky Todd Fritz. Hey, Todd. My best of the weekend, I'm going off the sports board. I went on a nice five-mile walk with my uh, daughter, Lindsay, and she kept me moving at a good pace. So uh, God bless her trying to, you know, get me to uh, get into some kind of shape. She was going really fast, so I had to uh, step up my walking game. So uh, I got in a nice five miles over the weekend. Worst, former A's pitcher, Matt Keogh, passing away at the age of 64. That was uh, sad. remember uh, watching him pitch and having his baseball card. Thank you, Todd. Welcome. Took a pandemic for Todd to try to get in shape. McLovin. Okay, I finally watched the movie Contagion, which we've talked about yeah, before. And uh, man, they really nailed everything. All the terms that we use now were in that movie. Worst is it was so depressing. I like couldn't sleep afterwards. I started watching Better Call Saul. I finally, I finally said, all right, I'm gonna, I, I gotta dive in here. There's enough time in between Breaking Bad. And, you know, Better Call Saul, that there's some separation there that I'm not going to compare the two. And it's it's really well done. Yeah. Bob Bob Odenkirk does a wonderful job. And I, I was told second season of Better Call Saul, you know, it gets better as you you go along. And uh, and they're right. Better Call Saul has been great. Seton O'Connor Jr. The third best and worst of the weekend. Uh, my best of the weekend was watching everybody uh, during the last dance try and pronounce Tony Kukoc's name. <laughs> <laughs> how many, Which how is many just different so How many different pronunciations did they had of Tony Kukoc? It, it's like everybody who they brought <laughs> brought on there had a different with the the uh, Kukoc, the Kukchuch, like whatever. Like they couldn't figure out his name. It was so funny. Even when he was drafted, he just getting crushed. You know? I, even when he was drafted, I don't think they pronounced his name correctly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my worst of the weekend is still staying with the last dance, but man, they didn't do Horace Grant any favors, huh? Ooh. Don't you get the feeling Horace Grant was jettisoned because he might have been the leak for Sam Smith's uh, The Jordan Rules? Yeah. 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 You're like, no, it wasn't me. I, no, I was probably, a lot of people probably said something. All I know is somebody was a great source for that book for Sam Smith, and I was surprised. Jordan allowed Sam Smith, who legendary basketball writer in Chicago, legendary, and that he allowed Sam Smith to be in the documentary. Like I, Peter Vesey, who covered the NBA and and really had one of those quintessential columns. Like you know, he he created this form. 
and, and, and he did it in such a caustic way. Like he was sardonic, he was sarcastic, and he did this, you know, great column. And then he started doing uh, NBC, you know, covering the NBA finals. He did interviews. But uh, Vesey was not part of the Jordan documentary. And I don't know if that's because he and Mike didn't get along, but I'm sure that Peter Vesey would have had some stories to tell. Maybe that's why they didn't have him. Yeah. Hey, I was disappointed. I wasn't asked to be in it, you know, to be transparent. Yeah, I was. I was really disappointed. And I didn't go, well, let me see who else is being interviewed. I'm sure that, you know, Jason Hare, who's done a great job as the director, you know, they're getting all of these people. You know, and, and there's over 100 people. I mean, I haven't had any conversation, any friction with Michael Jordan, never had it. You know, we, we had what I thought was a great relationship, professional relationship. And plus, nobody did more Jordan highlights than I did. In the 90s, nobody. Did them all. And I, I would have thought that just some of the stories behind the scenes, uh, you know, during those NBA finals, you know, that maybe they would have made air. But yeah, I, I was disappointed that I didn't get that opportunity because I specifically said to management, I want to be the person interviewing Michael Jordan every year. And I looked at it that way. I was seeing something that was historical and I wanted to be part of it. I knew the magic that I was seeing and it was going to continue. And then even when Mike went to play baseball, I stayed on still doing the Houston Rockets and loved every bit of that. That Rockets organization, Kim Elijah one's one of my favorite players of all time. You know, they had really good people. That city loved the Rockets. That was a lot of fun there, back-to-back. And then Michael came back. Uh, I was there when Michael retired, did an interview with SportsCenter with him. So I, I, I was around it a lot, but I was disappointed I didn't get that opportunity. Yeah, Paul. Did you notice, I think you interviewed Jordan after every finals, correct? Yeah. Did you notice, and it may be hindsight, but did you notice changes as him, good, bad, whatever, as it went along, or was he a consistent figure? I think he looked forward, according to the Bulls, he looked forward to it because it wasn't going to be just X's and O's. It was a chance for him to smile and have some fun with this. Because I, I challenged him in a different way. And, you know, what you're trying to do is just get him to tell stories. or give you, I wanted him to give you something he wasn't going to give guys in the press conferences because that's a very sterile environment. When you get somebody one-on-one, that's when you hope that you can get something out of it. And that was always my goal with him. But I always felt when he came in, even after, you know, it was all over in Utah, you know, there was, there was some finality to him that, 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 that this was it. He was walking out the door in our sports center set. And that was it. I was not going to see him in this environment after winning a championship again. Phil, I thought that I would see him again. And of course, I ended up obviously with the Lakers. But Michael, I thought Mike was going to walk out the door and that'd be it. I'd never be in that position, that situation again. Yeah, uh, Paul. I heard Michael Wilbon talking the other day on ESPN and he said, even though he heard Jerry Krause say, we're not bringing him back and this Michael Jordan say, if Phil's not there, I'm not coming back. Mike Lewman said he must have been in denial because it made no sense for them to stop. Like it made no sense for this team that was rolling over people to quit a year early for money reasons. You're you're making so much more than you're spending. Uh, I'm sure the Bulls, you know, marketing machine and uh, revenue was just out of hand. But what were you going to have to pay Pippen? Who cares? 
I know you got to pay him I, for seven years. I, I know. But that, you know, Pippen ended up going and playing in Portland and Houston and made most of his money. I don't think he was ever an all-star game. Or in an all-star game. I don't think he was ever an all-star. But you were going to have to spend some money there. And you're already paying Mike 30-something million. And you're going to have to do that again. I, I just think that they were trying to be fiscally responsible. Not being emotional. Because in the moment, you're going... And I remember when after... Michael came in and I sat down and interviewed him. Phil Jackson then was waiting and I interviewed him. And when he left, I realized it was done. And I wanted it to continue. I mean, I'm all for seeing a dynasty because of how hard it is to continue. And I thought, God, that's it. You just, and I went out into uh, the arena after it was all said and done. There, you know, there was nobody there. There was a bunch of debris and, you know, there's a couple people cleaning up. And I just took it all in. And I just stared at the hoop that Michael made the shot at. I just stared at it. It was like a moment I just... Phil would have been proud of me because it was a moment of zen. I just wanted to take it in because I thought, I, I, I'll never see this again. Somebody will do something that's different, but not like this. And I never, ever looked at this and said... This has become routine. Never. There was always something. Always. Every year, every series, every championship. It was just different. It was unique. But the, you know, the common thread was Michael Jordan. But yeah, I walked out on the floor and I just, just took it in. And then you wonder, you know, Mike, if he doesn't make the shot. Like, I always wondered about if he didn't. He always did. But, you know, if he's 5-1, and one, if Utah wins a title, like if Paxson doesn't hit the shot, then Phoenix has a game seven. Like, there are just so many moments there where you go, what if? You know, I thought that the Indiana Pacers were going to knock off the Bulls that year. I thought the Pacers were a really good team and probably should have beaten them. But every time you thought, if Mike doesn't make the steal on Carl Malone, if he doesn't make that shot, what do we think of Michael Jordan now? If he's four and two, he's not the best player of all time. He's not. Six and oh, best player of all time. And I know people try to put in Bill Russell. Bill Russell is the, the best team winner of all time. And he's the most successful, but that doesn't make him the best player. He's the most successful player of all time. And I know that, you know, it gets to semantics. It's like Aaron Rodgers is the most talented quarterback to play the position. All right. Bill Russell is the greatest team winner we've ever seen. Okay. That doesn't make him, you know, Yogi Berra is one of the great team winners of all time in baseball history. Doesn't mean he's one of the great players of all time. His name is never mentioned as one of the great players of all time. Fabulous career, great stats. You know, we deal with semantics a lot. You know, he's... This guy is the most talented quarterback I've ever seen. You know, John Elway was, you know, two and three in Super Bowls. So he won two of five. All right. Does that mean that Tom Brady's better than him? More successful? I don't think he's better. I think he's more successful. Joe Montana, perfect. 4-0. I think Dan Marino's a better quarterback than Joe Montana. Joe's more successful. Yeah, Paul. Imagine if Dan Marino was 2-0 and in the Super Bowl and John Elway didn't have any. Dan Marino would be so elevated because people 
still with no Super Bowl titles, still people say Marino is, if not the best passer of all time, top three or four at yeah. worst. Yeah. They just have they can't say career, best career. Uh Caleb in Portland joins us. Hey Caleb, welcome to the program. Hey Dan, uh five ten, stop counting. Um just want to call in with the uh, best, best, worst of the weekend. I'll start with the worst. Uh, for the first half of the weekend, the life is still on pelvic rest, doctor's order. Uh, good news, second half of the weekend, she was no longer on pelvic rest, so we had our own last dance going on. And then we also had our baby shower via Zoom, and I was rocking my Tampa Bay shirt. Oh, that's great, Caleb. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Seth in New Orleans, and we'll take a break. Will Farrell set to join us coming up. Hey, Seth. Hey, Dan. Uh, five, nine, pre-quarantine, 146, now 171 in county. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I wanted to ask you guys, I know you couldn't have the exact same situation, but uh, I moved in with my girlfriend, Jessica, like a week before quarantine. And then, boom, quarantine happens and so far it's going really well i'm just terrified that there's another shoe to drop uh, do you have any advice for me to keep this smooth sailing wait how long had you been dating her before she moved in uh well we were dating for about a year but we only moved in together a week before oh boy i hate giving out advice i but you know as i said to one of my daughters who she had been dating her boyfriend for a month, and then she went to L.A. for a wedding. And then she got out there, and I said, you can't come back to New York, where she lives. So they're at his parents for six weeks. She's been at his parents longer than she dated him before <laughs> going out there. It's like a common-law marriage. Yes. And so I FaceTime her all the time, and I, I, I've met you know, his parents you know, via you know, FaceTime. So it's kind of crazy there. And I said, it's either going to be really good, Seth, or really bad. But you're going to know it when this is all done. If, when I talk to you in June, you know what? Call me in mid-June, Seth, and let me know how you're doing, okay? You, you got it. But you're sure nobody there has had to deal with uh, a relationship, in a, you know, like uh, quarantine at all? <laughs> no, <laughs> we, were, we weren't alive during the Spanish flu here, Seth. Damn it. Come on, man. <laughs> Thank I, need, you. I need something here. All right. All right. Yes, Paul. I don't know if my great-grandparents hooked up during a pandemic <laughs> in 09, but I'll check. Yeah. Hey, you got any, you know, a quarantine <laughs> advice for me? No. Nobody does. No. Hell, I'm trying to figure this out just like you are. All righty. Speaking of which, Will Farrell will join us coming up next. It's 21 after the hour. This is the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. More phone calls coming up. 877-3DP-SHOW. You'd think Will Ferrell would be technically savvy. Or maybe you wouldn't think he would be technically savvy. I got all walks of life who somehow can set up a Zoom chat, but not Will Ferrell, actor, comedian, former Saturday Night Live cast member, all-around good guy. You can see us, but we can't see you. That's creepy, Will. Yep. That's the way I do all my Zooms. Oh, no. My, my, my computer's working just fine. <laughs> Why can't I see you? I don't know. I, uh, 
as I, as I mentioned before, uh, well, in an email that, that my, my zoom, uh, ratio is 50, 50. So a, a lot of times this happens. I don't know why. Do you, you have kids? Can't the boys come in and figure this out? They're still sleeping. Oh, okay. Yeah. And what about your wife? She's still sleeping. Everyone's still sleeping. Are you nude? Uh, no, 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 no. No, I, I have a, 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 a nice shirt on. I oh no, actually put gel in my hair. <laughs> um, I was ready to go. Oh, darn. and now it's just an auditory. Yeah. Experience. Wait. It, so, Dan, is this? Have you been? Is this a simulcast? Yeah. Technically. Yeah. 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 It has been since you've known us. Yeah. <laughs> But this is even a, more of a simulcast. Yeah, than before. it would yeah. be it would be helpful if we could see you like we could get a glimpse into your life. And then maybe you could give us a little tour of your man cave or wherever you are. Right, right, right. Like that'd be beneficial no, for my fans. I know. It would have been. It would have been great. Yeah. But here we are. I know it's, <laughs> I know it's Fritz. Fritzy has his uh, Emmys prominently displayed behind him. <laughs> yeah. Have to spend a lot of money for those. Yeah. Do you have any Emmys? I just, I finally got an Emmy. I have one Emmy. That's for, am I as supposed to guess as a producer on Succession? <laughs> yes, if you could please guess. <laughs> Thank you. Is it Succession? No. Uh, as a producer on the live sitcom we did, uh, All in the Family, and the Jeffersons with uh, Jimmy Kimmel. Oh, and you got an Emmy for that. I got, yeah, which is, how nice is that? What, what other awards do you have for acting in there? I mean, you don't have the big one yet. The Tony? Yeah. You mean? <laughs> but no, that's coming. That is coming. I don't have, uh, I don't have any awards for acting. Um, <laughs> I've got it. I've got a couple amazing. I think I have three guys' choice awards when that used to exist. Uh, I've got some ESPYs. Um, once again, not for acting. Um, I, the, the most prestigious award I have uh, is a uh, the the Mark Twain Award for uh, American comedy. That's a big deal. That's a big deal, right? How so, how nervous were you that night? That's in D.C. and that's that's right. where your your um, constituents, your fellow comedians, come forward and say nice things about you. Say nice things. You you sit up in a in a like a royal box <laughs> situation. Yeah, and uh, and then you have to come down and make a speech yourself with your 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 family watching and in front of a thousand people. So it's a it's a pretty a pretty uh, heady thing. But it was. Uh, one of the highlights. Yeah, that's a big deal. I saw uh, Dave Chappelle uh, when he got that, and uh, it, it uh, looked like it was pretty pretty big night for everybody. I was I was a little disappointed because I was under the impression when I got mine that they weren't going to give any more out. <laughs> that they were like, we're we, we we're good. Yeah, you know we've yeah we've exhausted yeah. the humor. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Woo, we're done. What are your plans today? Like when you get done with this, what will you do? I'm going to, well, I'm going to get the IT guy out. That's for sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> then I'll have to do a deep cleaning. Um, what, what, let's see, I might go, uh, 
Uh, I might go exercise. Uh, I'll probably have to go walk the dogs. I saw where you were, like the paparazzi just waits for you to come out of your house, don't they? There is a one one area where they hang out, yeah, up on Mulholland. And then they just wait for you. They wait for people, yes. Not necessarily me, but but other famous people, yes. Well, like what other famous people? I don't know. I haven't <laughs> run, well, oh, I ran. I ran in. My wife and I ran into uh, 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 Sasha Baron Cohen and Isla Fisher. Oh yeah, one day. Okay. And then, <laughs> and then that that's been it. So, well, what do you talk about? Do you like? Is it you? You know each other? Well, they, they 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 were on they were on bicycles and uh, they stopped and they said, "Oh, hey, it's you guys." And we said, "Oh, hey, it's you guys." And then they asked us about our uh, sheepdog Cosmo that we were walking, and um, where did we where did we get a dog like that? And we explained, and they then said, well, we might email you guys. Maybe we'll get a sheepdog. And that's, that's the level of conversation that's happening in the Hollywood Hills. Is it assumed that famous people know famous people? Like, everybody knows everybody? Yeah, it's assumed, and it's also, uh, but there's also a strange, um, uh, a, 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 I wouldn't call it an immediate uh intimacy between famous people but it, uh, when famous people see famous people they're like hey how are you <laughs> yeah i like you yeah you too how you been good where um i think other prominent people in other lines of work wouldn't stop you know the ceo of boeing wouldn't stop <laughs> uh the you know head of gm and go hey man <laughs> I saw you on the cover of Corporate Weekly. You lost some weight. I like what you do over there. Um, so it's, uh, <laughs> I don't know, it's a strange, uh, you feel like you, you, should, you should say hello. And if you don't, it's rude and, you know, things like that. He's Will Farrell, actor, comedian, former Saturday Night Live cast member, and not an IT guy joining us on the program. Are you, what are you watching? Anything good? Well, I've been watching uh, along with it sounds like the rest of America. Uh, Last Dance. What do you think? Well, I, I'm 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 not the most objective audience, only because uh, I uh, any any I'll enjoy anything like that just as a sports fan, just to see the you know the history and to, to remind yourself, oh right, that's that happened. And but uh, I'm I'm enjoying it thoroughly. But you're a Laker fan. Yeah. Do you acknowledge, though, the greatness of Jordan and the Bulls? Of course. Okay. Yeah. Did you ever go out and I, I'm trying to think back. What were you doing in the 90s? Uh, well, I was just trying to remember if I actually got to see Jordan play yeah. um, in an actual game. I, I saw him play. I saw him play twice in the strangest of circumstances. I saw him as a sophomore. At, when he was a sophomore at uh, Carolina, play because I was a I was a camper at the Dean Smith basketball camp in in <laughs> University of North Carolina. The only kid from from California, probably the only, one of the few kids from out of state, and uh, and they did a pickup uh, they did a pickup scrimmage between uh, some alumni and the current uh, team, and and uh, 
and Michael Jordan. We watched Michael Jordan play. Wait, how did you end up at Dean Smith's basketball camp coming from California? Uh, I just, uh, I was just a weird kid, Dan. <laughs> Were your parents trying to get? get no. Uh, no. Okay. No, uh, no. Uh, yeah, they were trying to get me away from. Uh, uh, no, all my family's from North Carolina, so uh, my dad went to Chapel Hill, and uh, we thought it would be. Uh, oh, that's cool. It'd be fun to go to basketball camp, uh, even though, uh, like I said, I was the only kid from California, and most of the campers go with their own team. Uh, so every kid had like four or five buddies, except for me. <laughs> so I'd lie in my dorm room going. Only four more nights. <laughs> Only four more nights. You can do it. Did you ever meet uh, Jordan? I met him. You know what? I met him while we were uh, shooting. I think, I think we were shooting Bewitched at at Culver Studios, and they said Jordan's next door shooting a, a Hanes underwear commercial. So he wasn't in his underwear, but uh, yeah, met him. That's the one time I met him. You would have been great in a Hanes underwear. I know. Right? Thank you. Like put you in some medium underwear and let yep. you. Yep. I mean, that's well, right in your wheelhouse. I'm not. You're going to move some product. I'm a little bit past the medium. I probably have to go XL. Yeah. But still. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm. If, if Hanes is listening, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. How did you end up in the uh, Seattle Seahawks video chat? Oh, that was all Pete. That was Pete Carroll who uh, had texted me. We were texting a little bit during the draft because he had said that I was a, uh, <laughs> I was a draft clue. Zoolander was a draft clue. And did I have any other ideas to send him? Wait, what do you mean draft clue? I don't know. He didn't ever explain <laughs> it. <laughs> so I go, what does it have to, can I, I can send you clues. I, I, and I assumed he meant, uh, you know, self-referential clues. Uh, things from movies I'd done, etc. And I said, "What do, do do the clues have to correlate to anything?" He's like, "No, doesn't matter." So I don't know if they just post things to try to throw their fans off as to who they might be drafting. And then he said, "Hey, I'm going to do this video chat with." Yeah. Then then the next day he was uh, like, "You want to you want to crash our thing?" And you were Greg Olson. I was Greg Olson. The uh, <laughs> Incoming tight end, and he former, let himself go like I, former Carolina Panther. Yeah, he uh, he did not look in game shape. I don't think he thinks there's going to be a season, so he's let himself go. <laughs> yeah, uh, can you do you think there's going to be a comedy made off of this? You know, quarantine. Yeah, it's a really good question. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if if you're Anything that's set in in contemporary uh, times is it is it does it beg to have to uh, address what's going on, or are people going to want to watch things where we're not reminded of this? I, I'm not quite sure. It's a it's a really good question. Oh, um, got got a little serious there on me, didn't you? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> what are you doing? Don't uh, do that. <laughs> don't don't do that. Well, I was wondering if you have a relationship that starts because of quarantine, and then oh, you're sure. stuck together you know the first day oh, there's definitely going to be a romantic comedy in which uh <laughs> people i think i really love her oh she's super special guess what i can't see her 
for six months. But you, you've never been in a, a rom-com with Kate Hudson like every other actor, male actor has, right? You're due for a Kate Hudson rom-com. I'm, I am due for a classic Kate Hudson, Matthew McConaughey rom-com. Yes. <laughs> you'll, you'll be the wacky neighbor there. No, I'm going to be a tough, uh, sweet-talking corporate lawyer. Mm. You don't like that? Yeah. Well, I wish I could have seen you. It would have been really, really good for me in my career. Guys, you look great. I love <laughs> watching all the Danettes watch me, but you're not, you just have to look into the camera. And, uh, and my, my, it's just a, a void. You're just looking at a void. Why rank how my guys look? So start with Fritzy. What do you make of his uh, setup that he's got there? Fritz, let's see. It, 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 some beautiful uh, burnished hardwood uh, walls there. <laughs> I can't quite see what that is. That a, a child's uh, uh, piece of artwork behind? It there? is. It, act, it yeah. definitely is. Oh, there we go. That now we're up close. And then it looks like uh, what, is that a, a Sports Illustrated cover of? Uh, there's a, McMahon, there's, a, you know, there's a John Elway uh, after oh, beating the Packers Elway. in the Super Bowl. Great. What, what do you think of uh, McLovin's setup there in Brooklyn? McLovin, I got it. I, can, can you go full frame here? I can't quite see. Oh, okay. Uh, a lot of sunlight coming in. You get a lot of light in that room. I do. It's, uh, Is that it's the room lovely here in Brooklyn. When you get depressed, you go into that room? Yeah, but it's a greenhouse. It's very hot in here. <laughs> That's the entire yeah, apartment there. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Very minimal. <laughs> uh, Seton set up at his crib. Seton, let's see what you have there. I, I, I love the uh, the Washburn guitar there behind you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's your that's your beat laboratory. The synth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we're making beats here for sure. You, you, you and the family record, you have a little family band, you record a, a lot of tracks or? Yeah, yeah, we got, that's my son's guitar right okay. over there. So uh, he also plays the piano, so. Next to the drink cart. <laughs> right, yeah, we put it right up there. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right by the bar. Uh, I like the drink cart. And yeah. then you got Paulie here in the man cave with me. Oh, Paulie's in the man cave, so. Yeah, there's, that's every really day. Cares. Yeah, that's yeah. every day. That's every day. Uh, well, I, I'm glad you're uh, you're doing well. You never look better, and uh, you know, thanks, guys. Hopefully, we'll get a chance to see you one day. I, you know, I think this really inspires me. I want to do an in studio appearance at some point when this all loosens up, where <laughs> I just wear a black tarp over my head, <laughs> just like you're giving the appearance now. You have a yeah. screen that is entirely it'll black. An, it'll be a in studio uh zoom like <laughs> appearance i i am gonna look forward to that and uh and and once again i i swear to god if you pull the tape off that if there's tape on that camera and if i find out there was tape on the i mean i'm looking at <laughs> no it. it's no your tape. it's your computer it, it, i don't know if it's your like, camera's not working or you put black tape on the on your on the computer. Now, if you did, it's a great big, and I'll, I'll applaud you. It's a Commodore PC. Are they still good? <laughs> okay. Well, maybe time for an upgrade, but I, yeah, I'm going to say, I'm, I'm say goodbye. And if I see you pull that piece oh, of black, pull that tape off, wouldn't that be the best? It would be. I would applaud you.
but it's like it's like the time you guys thought I was going to come out in clown makeup or whatever. <laughs> when, I, when I took an hour and a half to get ready for your guys' show in L.A., like, yeah, there was no and you were in, behind it. You yeah, guys you were, were in, so disappointed. Yeah, you were in a sweatsuit. You, I went. Yeah. Why did it take an hour and a half to put that together? <laughs> right. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, you know what? Good luck the rest of your busy day. Uh, tell uh, Sasha Baron Cohen that I say hello and the paparazzi as well. Okay. That's Will Ferrell right there. He took part in uh, COVID is No Joke, a comedy fundraiser uh, this past Friday, and we almost got to see what that all looked like there. Yeah, Paulie? I, I truly don't know if that was a bit or not. I don't know either. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say no, it's not. But with the caveat, it very well could have been a bit where he put black tape over his uh, computer. We'll take a break. Last call for phone calls. We'll close up shop after this on the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live every day at YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. All right, college football fans, I got some information for you. Uh, This according to a source. Here's a consensus going around among the uh, major conferences. If things progress at a predictable curve, we're going to have 10 games. Now, this is somebody on the inside source saying 10 games with a later start. And that means later in the uh, calendar year, nine conference games, regional games take preference, less travel You won't have any FCS games. Players returning mid-June, maybe early July. So Ohio State would play Akron or Kentucky. Uh, Illinois would schedule Northern Illinois or Missouri. Uh, Bus to more games, not flying. Uh, The conference that is struggling is the Pac-12. California is a concern when it will open. And they stretch from Washington to Arizona. Money will be a concern. Uh, Attendance will be limited. Uh, In some cases, uh, Rutgers wouldn't necessarily fly to Minnesota for a game. Uh, Pac-12, not many regional options. UNLV, New Mexico, Portland State, Reno. So those are just some of the things that they're looking at here with the college football season. And that is how much travel can you have, you know, the schedule that you're going to have, and uh, how many games are you going to have. So nine conference games, and then you would have maybe just a regional game. Uh, Suzanne in Atlanta is the uh, scoreboard winner for Fritzy. Uh, does this have to do with this day in sports history as well, Todd? One is a birthday. One is a date in history. 31 and 77. The clues are takes the cake, but that gives away the birthday part, so it doesn't really help you much. And going solo. 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 Emphasizing solo. Yes, McLovin. I know that one as a nerd. It's May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. 1977 is when the hits theaters. Star Wars, Han Solo is your 77 part. And the 31 is? It's uh, Rory McIlroy's 31st birthday today. All right. And Rory somehow takes the cake with his birthday. Because he gets a birthday cake. Thank you. Brooks Kepka is going to join us on the program tomorrow. Sure is. Yes, he is. This day in sports history, Paulie. 1984, Dan. Dave Kingman hit a fly ball that got stuck in the roof of the Metrodome. Yeah. That's it. All right. JR in Illinois. Hey, JR. Hi, Dan. Hey, JR. Thank you. Yeah. 64190. 
Regarding your 73RS and the Viper Green, I've got a couple questions for you. Okay. First, what wheel color are you going to run with that Viper I don't, Green? I don't know if I'm going to do black wheels. I don't. Good. But I'm, I'm looking at maybe an all-black wheel. Wonderful. Now, what about the size? I like the black. What about the size? Are they going to be more of a stock size? Are you going to do a little resto mod, maybe a little bit bigger wheel with that? A little bigger wheel. You got it. I love it. It's going to look absolutely perfect. Thank you, boy. Can't wait to see a picture. Thank you, JR. All right. I'm going with Viper Green for my 73 RS. Front row didn't like it. They, they, yes, he. It is interesting that people do seem to like those types of cars do go with um, very bold colors, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I love Porsche that had, you know, Porsche has so many, they used to have a lot of bright colors. Then it felt like there was a lot of silver and red, maroon, and I wasn't interested in that. I wanted to see you know, something that had some vibrancy to it. Mm. Yeah, and I certainly got it. Viper green. Uh, Fritzy, what would you learn today? Michael Jordan preferred listening to Anita Baker is giving you the best that I got before a game as opposed to hip-hop or rap music. McLovin? Tim Callishaw is a sweatpants and button-down shirt guy. Yes, he yeah. is. Yes, he is. Uh, uh, final results of the poll question, McLovin. Oh, uh, would the Bulls have won eight straight? Uh, 54% said yes, so it came down during the show. All right. Seton O'Connor. Will Farrell has tape over his camera just like everyone else. <laughs> Paulie? Big whiff by Haynes not wedging Will Farrell oh, into oh. an underwear commercial with Michael Jordan. All right. Wedging. No matter what happens, you want to make sure your loved ones are taken care of. That's why LegalZoom has made it easy to set up the right estate plan without leaving your home. Take care of your family today with the right estate plan at LegalZoom.com. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. Do it again tomorrow right here on the Dan Patrick Show.